The Catholics of Oz is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to episode 53 of the Catholics of Oz. The Catholics of Oz is a show where we discuss faith, culture, and what's been happening from an Aussie perspective. Whether it's synods or science, apostolates and apps, providence or productivity, you can hear it right now on the Catholics of Oz. Hello and happy Easter! Welcome to episode 53 of the Catholics of Oz. My name is Lindsay Sands, your host for the show. Very happy to have you with us as always, especially for this uh, Easter episode. I guess we could call it that. Um, and joining me today is, as always, my uh, Fagoli sister. That's what I call her. <laughs> oh, Caroline, I like that. That's because that's one. what I'm anticipating now. <laughs> so, yeah. Caroline Knights. Caroline, how are you? And more importantly, how's the Fagoli making going? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Happy Easter to you and to the listeners. And yes, the Fagoli are made and um, are ready to be decorated today. And I'm probably mention what figoli are a bit later on hey yes can't wait to talk about it and more importantly yes. to eat it but that's another thing altogether yes, yes. and also joining us not a figoli maker but definitely a figoli taster Lido <laughs> Sabal, happy easter and how are you today i'm good i'm very hungry at the moment <laughs> yeah. well it yeah, is elevensies yeah, it is elevensies. correct it, right. is. Yes. it is it is yeah um, so, uh, just for our, our listening community, so we are recording this, uh, our time, it's, it's actually Easter Saturday, and it's the, it's the morning, so we are anticipating um, Easter, the Easter Vigil Mass um, this evening, um, and the, the bringing in of, of the Easter season proper, we can't wait for that. Um, but we are recording this as our casual Easter episode today um, to celebrate Easter because, you know, technically Easter Saturday, end of Lent. So we're, we're going to start the enjoyment now and continue the celebrations tonight at Mass. We're, we're looking forward to that. So before we get the show on the road, uh, just a reminder that um, to like anything, please, that uh, the SQPM posts about the Catholics of Oz. And if you see any posts about our shows on Facebook or on uh, Twitter, please um, share them on your, own, on your own timeline so that other people can see it and that they can uh, enjoy the, the casual times and the Fogoli with us, all those kinds of things. Um, and you can find all of that at facebook.com slash starquestmedia, and the Twitter handle is at SQPN. If you're a new listener to Catholics of Oz, first of all, welcome and happy Easter. You can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast player. We, uh, all of our shows are also hosted on YouTube, so just search SQPN on YouTube, and you can find all the shows for SQPN there, including the Catholics of Oz, just hit the bell to get notifications when new episodes are released. And also, please remember to leave us a lovely five-star review on your favorite podcasting platforms. This helps us to reach other people, and th- this is one of the things that we're all about, is is reaching out to other people, wherever they're from, uh, meeting them through our voice, and hopefully hearing back from them, and hearing back from you, and uh, and having a bit of fun together while we talk about faith and science and all the other things that we talk about. So uh, let's get this show on the road. So uh, as I mentioned, this is going to be a bit more of a, this is our Easter celebration. It's a bit more of a, a casual episode this time. So, uh, so no bumpers or jingles, just um, a lot of fun with us. So we thought we would actually review, um, although we haven't had our, our Easter vigil masses just yet, we haven't gone to those. By the time you listen, you would have. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to review, I guess, um, or talk about some of the things that uh, we've experienced in, um, during the Easter Triduum and, uh, and some of the, the things that have happened there. But before we even get to that, Caroline, you became a godmother. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, um, I was very happy about that. And 
and not just to to one person, but to multiple people. Is that the, so? You not only did you become a godmother, but you like you made up for lost time as well, didn't you? <laughs> I really did. I really did yeah. all this time. Yeah. Um, so tell so, us a bit about it, Caroline. Yeah. So uh, my son has a very good friend at school. Actually, both of them have a a friend each in their grade who are siblings, and there is actually four siblings, and um, I am friends with their mother. And she um, asked me if I would be a godmother to the four of them. Um, They hadn't yet been baptized um, and two of them are um, going to make other sacraments this year. And this would have been, I mean, they meant to, they were going to be baptized last year, but unfortunately due to COVID was cancelled. So, um, yes, so a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I became a godmother to all four children. They're so they're beautiful children. I was so happy to do it. Um, their mother said, "You know, I made their day," but I actually they made my day because I was <laughs> such a proud godmother that day. And um, it was no godfather, so I get to have them all to myself. <laughs> so it was really good. Uh, yeah, it was such a lovely day. You know, and afterwards we celebrated together, and it was just beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Such a nice. Thing to happen and during Lent, so it was just just all special. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on that, and uh, and you. and on you know guiding four people into God's family in the church. Yeah. So that's a it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. it's such a privilege. Um, you know, I love children, and I love these kids. You know, they're they're good friends with my kids, and we know we've known I've known them since they were very little. You know, I've known yeah. one before she was born. Wow. <laughs> there's there's wow. one. Um, yeah. She is uh, almost two. Another is um, six years old. Another is nine, and the other is eleven. So, oh no, he's ten. Sorry. So yeah, um, yeah, it was good, and it was it was cute to have a baptism. You know of all ages of the kids. So, you know, the baby was able to be baptized with the water going, you know, I could hold her and the, the water go on her head and the others were kind of had to lean their head into the basin. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, it was, it was fun. It was really nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, um, Caroline, I'll keep the spotlight on you. Lena and I will talk in a, in a moment. Um, so, we, <laughs> we thought, um, as I mentioned before, we, we wanted to talk about um, some of the things that we've experienced in the lead up to Easter during the, the Easter Triduum. And you, um, so you have um, been doing Easter services online and on, on television and so on. And Lena and I were, have been physically present at our parish of Holy Family. So can you tell us about some of the things that, um, that were highlights? And I think also, not even that, uh, you also spoke about uh, before, you said that you were going to talk about Father Rob and some of the things that he's done in the, you know, during Holy Week that you've experienced. So yeah. tell us about your Holy Week experience, you know, your preparation for the, the three days of, of Easter celebrations and, and what you've experienced so far. Yeah. I might back up just a little because not after the baptism, my son made his first reconciliation of as course, well. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, and that's in the show notes and I should have seen that. That's so okay. Tell us, that's let's okay. back up. Tell us about I, Frankie's uh, re- thought, first reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be a, a good lead up to this. So, um, so, yes, my son Frankie made his first reconciliation and not only was I there for him, but I was also there for um, Mercy and Ian, which were the two of the children who were baptised. Oh, wow. And yeah. um, they needed a parent to be there on the night. Unfortunately, both parents were working and unable to be there because it was a mm. uh, Thursday evening. Um, so, you know, during the ceremony, there the a parent would take their child up to father because the reconciliation happened on um, near the altar. 
and um, they would have a face-to-face there. And, you know, there'd be music playing, of course, so we couldn't hear what they were <laughs> saying. Um, so I took my son up to Father Michael and, you know, you do a brief introduction and then the parent walks down and the child does confession then goes, lights a candle, does their praise their penance in front of Our Lady. There was a little uh, kneeler there. They could do yeah. that and then come back to the seat. So all there were only about 12 or so children. It was a small class this year. And yeah. so um, three of nine, <laughs> three of uh, 12 <laughs> were mine. So I got to take up each child three times. I'm not wow. sure what the other parents are thinking. But anyway, <laughs> it was a, such a privilege to be able to be there for all three children, all my three children <laughs> that night. So, um, yeah, so... Um, you know, in a way, that was a good start of the preparation before Holy Week. So yeah. Um, so yeah. you are uh, you became a godmother, and you had godmother duties almost immediately. Godmother didn't you? duties straight away, and also that week, I'll just throw in quickly that we went um, shopping for their Holy Communion outfits too. Oh wow! <laughs> so you really oh, wow. so, are right into this. Yes, oh, wow. we got. Uh, I was so happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing could have made me prouder. It was amazing. But yes, yeah, so getting back to um, how I've been getting to Holy Week and how I've been celebrating or taking part this week. Um, yes, yeah, so I mentioned Father Rob Galea has been doing some uh, online um, prayers and he does all masses and, and things like that. He has a retreat going and things. But I've always managed to catch his, um, he's been doing a different kind of prayer every day. Mm-hmm. So I caught three this week. and. Um, Two while folding the washing that just came up on my phone, I put it on. <laughs> so um, one was the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. So we prayed along with him, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Um, the next one, the Holy Rosary. So we prayed the Rosary along with him and everyone else who was online. And nice. then it was Thursday that he did a benediction. Uh, he had prayers before the Blessed Sacrament. So. Um, yeah, I, that went for a little while. It was really nice, very prayerful. Um, he had one of his um, musicians that uh, he works with doing um, some music and singing. And uh, it was beautiful and ended up ended with uh, benediction, which was really nice to take part in. And, um, yeah, and then um, the relevant radio American Catholic station had um, yeah. some – well, I caught two of their, um, what do you call it, Stations of the Cross, so that was good. And, uh, yeah, so and we did Stations of the Cross live yesterday together, or t- didn't we? Or the yes, at our parish, yeah, yeah yesterday morning, parish, yep. Which was lovely. It's good to see all the parishioners all together in one big, one big area. And yes, uh, just to interrupt, definitely, that was yeah. a highlight was actually we, we haven't yeah. experienced in a big way all of our parishioners yeah. together. Yeah, we so that was, that was beautiful. We did last year, so yeah. so nice to participate with everyone. And, uh, yeah, and also I caught um, – I did – a lot was online for me this year except for going to um, the Stations of the Cross. Um, so Thursday I watched um, – the Mass uh, from the Melbourne Cathedral, got to see Archbishop Peter doing his nice. thing. He does such a yep. nice ceremony and the choir and, you know, it just it's so beautiful. You know, it was nice to see people in the church because last yes. year when yes. we watched, there was no one. Yeah. And um, then um, I watched the Good Friday 3 p.m. service yesterday um, as well from home. And... Um, 
that was an amazing, beautiful ceremony too. Once again, the choir, the priests who were singing, the the oh, just everyone, amazing, special, beautiful, just amazing. I can't, I can't say enough how how beautiful it was. So um, even though I couldn't be there person, I felt like I was still there. So um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been good to have. Um, you know, if we can't be in a place in person for whatever reasons, it's been good yeah. to have access to these services in some other way. And it, yeah, and whether it's you can access your, you know, the cathedral of your of your diocese, or or you know, or a local parish, or whatever it might be, or somewhat something, you know, a special ministry like Father Rob's ministry. It's been good to have all those, you know, to be able to access our spirituality in different ways, and to and to still be connected and be prayerful um, throughout that whole time. So uh, you know, nothing is lost except. I guess you know there's the connection to the community and there's the physical reception of the Eucharist, but at least there is, uh, you know, it's um it's not diminished. At least we we have um, access, uh, you know, to to these prayers. We know them well. We know these masses. We've been to them how many years in our lives, and so we we don't miss out, which is great. And you know, as more and more opening up happens, it's going to be even better for all of us too. Exactly. I mean, it's it's you know obviously better to be there in person, um, but to have access to these online services and prayers, I think it, it kind of enhances or added, adds to being able to go as well. So if you can't go to them, go to every single one, at least maybe you can um, mix it up and, you know, so, you, you know, anyway, but I, I enjoyed, um, I, I I think we've got more access now than we ever have had. Yeah. So yes. um, it's, I'm feeling like my prayer life is, is actually improving because, mm. you know, I, a, a notification will come up on my phone. This prayer's on now live. I'm like, okay, I'll press cool. it and I'm yeah, praying all of a sudden, yeah. just like that. So yes, th- that's one advantage. Yeah. And th- yeah, there are lots of, um, cause I saw, I, I know that, um, I don't know if he's doing it at the moment, but there was a time when uh, Jonathan Rumi from, um, from the chosen, he plays Jesus in the chosen series yeah. and he was doing daily prayer. So it was always probably, at, I think it was always for me at a time when I was like sleeping. So the time difference, yeah. but, yeah. but the thing is it was there and there'd be notifications. You could join in and do the divine mercy with him. And you've talked about father Rob and all these yeah. people who have um, made these avenues now available to us. Yeah. And, and how many times have we heard of a person who's found faith because a notification popped yeah. up or they happened to be flicking TV channels or they came across a something yeah. and yeah. And it moved them in some kind of way. They felt the, the tug of the spirit on their heart. And, and then, and that was it. The journey began from there. There are so many, it's so great that we have this outreach. Um, I guess that's been revealed to our church. Here are the other possibilities, you know, to be brave and move out into the digital, you know, the, the boundaries of digital, the digital world now and, and start engaging there. So it's one ministry amongst many, but it's a great ministry that our, our churches have started putting I mean, together I guess now. For us, it probably started with Catholic Answers and like we still listen to Catholic Answers yeah. and, and stuff. And now it's just exploded into just it's boomed, yeah. everything. So it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So good. All right. So Lena, I'm going to pull um, you off the sidelines yeah. now. You go, Lena. What were you well, going to say? No, no. I'm just going to say it's like this um, uh, technology has really, really given us a boost in our, in our spirituality, you know? Um, yeah. I wouldn't say COVID's done a good thing to us. Well, <laughs> you know, something good has come I mean. out of something bad. Yeah, that's great. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, just a side note, I did notice um, on the news last night um, at St. Pat's, um, so um, the offering plate that usually comes towards all of us to give our offering, now you can it, now you can tap your phone. Like, um, yes. you know, paying for you know, all that stuff. And then, and then that, that's, that's a... Good way of using technology in a sense now because of what we are going through. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just just a little side note for that for that that whole thing. Yeah, no, yeah, good. yeah. That's a, that's actually a, a good thing. And I think that collection was for so Good Friday collection was is for the Holy Land and all the places. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. that last time. Yeah, so so good that people have that avenue. And look, let's you know, let's be honest. Most people, like if we look at a decade or two decades from now, most people it's going to be digital payments for everything. So yeah. um, it's yeah, it's good for the church to to recognize and keep up with that too because that's going to become very important. Yeah. Um. And it it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look as good as dropping some money in, you know, like to go like blip. But at yeah, the same time, you still have time, to have a few coins in yeah. your pocket just to make yeah, sure you look right, like yeah. you put something. Look like you're putting yeah. something in there. So you know? Maybe your phone yeah. could make the noise of money dropping oh, yes. when you tap it. You, know, you just like, do. You yeah, just yeah. tap, and there's the coins. It sounds like coins. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and awesome you make it really loud, yeah. so you sound yeah. like you're being really generous. Everybody, yeah, the whole church is full of sounds. People tapping on their phone. I can imagine the sound when you put it on. It's like a was it jackpot. <laughs> Whoa, how much money are you putting in there? Hey, I can do better than that. Here we go. Yeah, I think yeah. Only like, kidding, yeah. only kidding, only kidding. Yeah, we're we're going to get in trouble with someone. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Lena, as I was saying, I'll pull you off the bench now. I'll get you, I want to get you into the game. Um, tell us tell us about, um, and you and I both have both been going to Holy Family for our, um, for our um, you know, Easter celebrations. So, um, you start off, and I'll chime in from from time to time. But um, starting with, I guess, Holy Thursday. Can um, anything that stood out for you from the Holy Thursday service that that we had? Oh, totally was um the watching of the disciples' feet. That mm. was a a game changer. Oh no, sorry, my bad. A, a changer, a game changer. Yeah, a, a game changer is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. It, I know we have our traditional twelve apostles, oh, 12, twelve apostles mm. and disciples, and being men and and all that stuff. But um, how Father Michael changed it over, it was awesome. Did you see it, Caroline? Or did you hear about it? I was watching St. Patrick. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, St. Oh, Patrick. Oh, sorry, my bad. We'll reveal to you yeah. what happened. Then. Oh, yes, I'd love awesome. to hear. Yeah. Lino, before you do, can, yeah. I, can I just put in the arm, just to make sure. So um, the, the washing of the feet wasn't allowed to happen because of um, the COVID issue. Uh, however, and Lena, I'll let you tell the story in a second. However, what Father Michael did, um, I thought was quite good actually too, was he um, he chose um, 12 people, so like pairs of two, and these pairs were all from the same household to to wash each other's feet. So that, oh, what a that good idea. went around that. But yeah, so Lino, tell us a bit more. Sorry. I yeah, to put I, that in there. Yeah. I, yeah, it was, uh, I, I was almost in tears because especially yeah. when he explained it, so... It was a mother and a stepdaughter. So that that was one pair. There was another pair of a of a a, a mother and a child. And the child, yes. well, child must have been like almost ten or ten or twelve, isn't it, Lindsay? Yeah, Very, yeah possibly. 10, yeah. Yep. yep. Then there was a, a son and a grandmother. Yep. yep. And I can't remember the other one. So oh, there, there was a mother and a daughter-in-law as well. Uh, and there was a a married couple who'd been married for quite some time. I forgot it was decades, uh, but yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. it was. Uh, I I thought this is it was great. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh wow. I'm sorry. He was. Yeah. Was Father so Michael good. was. Yeah. yeah. He was quite passionate in his sermon beforehand. Like, you know, he, he was saying, you know, that the Eucharist. He was saying, you know, this is the celebration of the institution of the first mass. It's the celebration, you know, of um, of uh, you know, the the Eucharist itself. 
um, you know, the washing of the feet. You know, and then he played that, he did that little trick thing that you do in a sermon. He goes, so, uh, <gasps> oh, yeah, you know, so, yeah. Goes, whereabouts, in, whereabouts in John's gospel does it talk about, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, and you know, and people going, yes, yes. And I'm like, Father, this is really cruel in a way. And he goes, <laughs> no. He goes, actually, in John's gospel, there is no, this is my body, this is my blood, except for John 6, but that's a different thing altogether. But he said, there's no institution. He said, it's the washing of the feet instead. And then he's like, he's really passionate. He's going, look, this is, you know, the Eucharist is our, our communion with God. It's our, it's our um, and I'm paraphrasing very badly, but it's our spirituality. But look at the act of service that is coupled with, uh, with, um, with communion. Um, and then he said, look, and, and tonight I've chosen, you know, because we can't have this, I've chosen to show you in a different way the service that we can have for each other um, in such a, you know, simple way. And then had these family members. And it was, you know, like you said, Lino, it was um, not because it was emotional did it make it very good, but the emotion that was coupled with, um, the, but that for me, at least, uh, Eucharist and service in our families equals service to the whole world um, was, was a, a beautiful way to explode what the Eucharist means, I think. I thought it was exactly. beautiful in that sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Lovely. That's really yeah. nice. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah, it was it – was, uh, I'm out of words for that one. That was <laughs> – yeah, it was so good. So good. It, yeah, it was a powerful expression. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, Lino, from here, I'll just open it up. Anything else from, so we had Stations of the Cross and we've had the, um, we had Good Friday service yesterday. Anything else from any of those that, um, that stood out to you as, um, as being pretty powerful or something that, that stood out to you? Mass was straight. Promise you what I mean. Yeah. Um, I know you I got think, to read at one point. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just telling Florida, why are you making me the bad guy? And she, and she, goes, <laughs> and she goes, you said the words, Lino. I go, oh, I did, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I had to do yes. with the, the other side of the um, Passion of the Christ. So, so the so, narrative yeah, from John's that. Gospel, yeah. So, you were other, yes. <laughs> you was the other. So, it was funny, um, technical difficulties. I'm trying to, um, as I'm doing now with my podcasting, I'm trying to put my voice in the mic. Mike. So my first words were like, I'm shouting it, but no one can hear it. Oh, go, oh, oh yes, yeah. Then I put my mouth, mouth right too close and my mouth went, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I see people in the sound going, yeah. and I'm like, oh, sorry, that's a bit <clears throat> too loud. And then Don't the worry, second time, that's <laughs> true, that's true. So the second time around, um, I read the, um, the, the scripture and then I looked at it and I go, look, so what I was trying to do was, I was, I was the, the pilot, um, Yes. Just part of the side of it. I was looking at Father Michael as I was saying my words to him, and I was oh, hoping yeah. Father Michael look at me. And I went, "Nah, it's, it's not going to be like that." So I just couldn't look. <laughs> so they say you are the. <laughs> it was a king of the Jews. Is this true? And I'm and Father Michael, of course, is just reading in front of it, and I'm just looking at him like this. Like looking, <laughs> looking at him like, like, like a, not like a play, but I'm, I'm trying to not just read the words. I'm trying to, you know, express them a bit more, but not too much, not yeah. dramatic, you know. He goes, crucify him, crucify No, 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 no not, that, <laughs> yeah. not that loud, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that, that, um, doing, the, um, doing, doing the, read, um, the gospel with um, what's it, Father Michael was cool. And also, I, I just, yeah, we did it again yesterday, and I was with Bernadette. Bernadette was in there yeah. later, and I was doing the, um, the other, and Father Michael was uh, Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> and I was like, Florida, oh, <laughs> <laughs> This is cool. Yep. All right, Ed. Okay, we'll, we'll work with this. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Should mention that Florida is the uh, is the person who organizes all the readers at the rosters. That's everything. correct. So she's That's done correct. an amazing job, by the way. Yes. To a lot of a lot of readers that have to get organized over the the Easter period. So she's done great with that. Yes. Yeah, so actually, I thought it was good seeing you and Bernadette reading together, even though that's not the point of the gospel. But you know, I mean, 
in a way, it's a special moment that you guys uh, get to share as well as a couple having Bernadette read the the narration and you reading the other while Father Michael's there in the in the middle doing the you know doing the Jesus thing. I thought it was really good to see as well. I liked how um, yeah. what's his name Deacon. I always forget Deacon Mario. Deacon Mario. Yes. Yep. Now when he said um, please kneel, he sang it. Yes. That was different. Yes. I was like that. Yeah. Please kneel. What was it? Yeah. Please stand. Uh, yeah. No, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Cool. And then I thought, oh, Lindsay missed out. Oh, yes, yeah. Lindsay, aren't you usually I, the please kneel guy? Them, is it? No. I, can I say I don't mind missing out because, uh, <laughs> now put it this way, when a lay person does it, People are distracted by that, and all they want to do is go and tell off the person who's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. when a when a person like whether whether when an ordained person does it, they forget they don't see the lay person, they hear the prayers, which I think is better, and so then they can actually be engaged with what's going on rather than coming out later and saying, "Lindsay, you made us kneel, you made us stand," and it's like, Here, yeah. like "Here's the rubric, you go read and see what yeah. it says to do." You know? <laughs> can I put yeah. a side note in there very very quickly? Yeah, Deacon yeah. Mario, so the baptism was his first baptism. Oh, the awesome. first one that oh, wow. he performed. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And yep. um, yeah. Father Michael was guiding him through that. But anyway, so yeah. that was another special oh, that's part good. of it. Yeah. He's a he's a beautiful human being, Deacon Murray. So he's the deacon who's just been assigned to our parish recently. Yeah. Um, yes. So yes, my yes. my claim to fame is that uh, Deacon Murray and I actually drew my. He was my last subject of my bachelor's degree. He uh, was in that subject too. There you go. Still, you because, go. still studying to be a deacon. So it's good cool. to reconnect with him as well. Nice. Sorry, awesome, awesome. sorry Caroline, I couldn't let you have all the credit I needed to. Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> no, guys, come on. It's Easter. Podcasts of sharing, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking more sibling rivalry, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Spirit of Holy Week, I'm, I'm being nice. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I, to say that, <laughs> um, I love the I love the narrative gospel, um, like so Palm Sunday from Mark's gospel and then well, this year anyway, and um and John's gospel uh, every Good Friday. I, I do love that that narrative gospel and I I think it's good every year that we do hear it this way because I think it's important that um that all of us as lay people especially that we pick up some of those nuances that that are in there because it's so easy to miss what Mark and John are going on about um, on one reading, but several readings, you know, maybe over the years and with some, you know, with some good preaching that's coupled with it. Um, and even with, you know, even with lay people doing some scripture study themselves, you don't need to do a theology degree. You can just Google some of this, some of this stuff as well. Um, because there are lots of great commentators like Bishop Barron and others who have, who have written about these, um, about these um, passages and I think these these passion narratives, um, that it's so important to see what's going on in them. And I, I only wanted to pick out one thing from John's gospel. I'm not going to do from John's passion. I, you know, I can't take you know hours and hours to do a really you know uh, well deserved like analysis of it. Um, but I just wanted to pick up the symbolism of the word garden because in the other gospels, when Jesus prays in the garden, we think the garden of olives because that's what it says where, where you know. I've been there, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the, of the map. Sorry. Anyway, um, but the but in John's gospel, he just says the garden. He doesn't say like the garden Which of olives or anything. Yeah, exactly. And so what it is is um, John spends a lot of time um, portraying Jesus in in one aspect at least as um, you know as the the um, the one who restores creation. So we're meant to think, and, and even in the Jewish mind, they're meant to think of the garden. There is another garden that they're very aware of, and that's the Garden of Eden, and how it was paradise, and how that you know it was the the, the symbolism of paradise on earth, and how that that paradise had been destroyed by human foolishness, by human sin, uh, and so on. So 
you know, leading to us living in, you know, in um, a world that's full of, you know, um, terrible things that happen. And so John says that Jesus is in the garden. So he's arrested in the garden. Um, he prays in the garden. And it's um, the whole idea is um, that he's about to restore paradise from the garden. So, yeah. So he's, he, yeah, so he's arrested there. He's crucified. And when he's buried again, and I'm just going to find this, um, this passage very quickly from John's gospel. Uh, so this is the burial of Jesus. Uh, and I'm just going to read the, this, just a couple of lines. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with spices in linen cloths, according to the burial customers, custom of the Jews. Now there was a garden in the place where he was crucified. And in the garden, there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. So he was arrested in a garden. He was, according to John, symbolically at least, he was crucified in a garden, and then he rises from the dead in a garden as well. He restores, the, the, in a sense, the garden of... He becomes, in a sense, what we're looking for in the Garden of, the garden of Eden. Great so, connection. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's through Jesus that we can experience the restoration, that, you know, what it, what it is that he's, um, that he's on about. So I thought that was really powerful. Um, and I'm actually stealing some notes from um, from the Word on Fire Bible. <laughs> so, um, and I just wanted to read one thing that um, that Bishop Robert Barron wrote as his commentary on the the resurrection of Jesus. Because um, there's always, you know, people say, "Oh, you know, uh, maybe there was a grave robber that stole, you know, Jesus' body, and there wasn't a resurrection." Because the empty tomb is our witness, the our witness of uh, of of the resurrection. At, at least at the beginning, is the empty tomb. It's such a powerful symbol. So I thought, um, just as a reflection, it's very short, but I thought I might read um, Bishop Barron's um, commentary on the resurrection of Jesus. So it says, the greatest grave robber, and if you want to read the, the scripture associated with this, this is John 20, 1 to 9. So about this passage, Bishop Barron says, St. John's narrative of the resurrection opens on the morning of the first day of the week. It is still dark, just the way it was at the beginning of, of time before God said, let there be light. But a light is about to shine and a new creation is about to appear. The stone had been rolled away. That stone, blocking the entrance to the tomb of Jesus, stands for the finality of death. When someone we love dies, it is though a great stone is rolled across them, permanently blocking our access to them. And this is why we weep at death, not just in grief, but in a kind of existential frustration. But the stone had been rolled away. Undoubtedly, Mary Magdalene thought that a grave robber had been at work. The wonderful Johannine irony is that the greatest of grave robbers had indeed been at work. The Lord said to the prophet Ezekiel, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves. What was dreamed about, what endured as a hope against hope, has become a reality. God has opened the grave of his son. It's quite powerful, powerful stuff there. So it, it's really saying, you know, God has pulled the rug out from under death. And um, at, you know, so when we talk about a grave robber, God did rob the grave. He robbed death of its power, and and that power that power is with Christ. You know, so of course we throw everything we have of ourselves to, to Jesus because uh, you know He is our way, our truth, our life, etc. Uh, but He is the conqueror of sin and death. And and if we want to move away from the maladies of, of the world and the problems that the world throws at us, um, Jesus is our answer. Uh, and not that those problems will be solved straight away in this life. You know, we're always going to have illness, sickness, war, death pandemics, etc. But Jesus is our guiding light through to navigate the darkness of the world uh, and, and to bring us through eventually to him. That's, that's where we're heading for. So 
I thought that story of the grave robber and the um the symbolism of the garden, Jesus, the restorer, everything was um was quite significant. That's what I was that's what I was reflecting on, Lino, when you and Bernie were reading that um that uh that narrative gospel yesterday. So there's a there's a brief Beautiful. theology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's awesome, mate. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. So um let's uh let's move on because uh otherwise if we start your science segment too late, Caroline, we're gonna run out of time. Because <laughs> you've got right. a few things. So um so again, because we're having a casual episode, we're just talking about a few different topics today. So Caroline, now you, Lino and I are sitting around the Easter table for you know, for symbolically for lunch and topics of conversation come up and Caroline's like, Hey, I've got some science stuff to talk about. I'm like, please do tell. So Caroline, uh tell us uh so I um the first on your list is about um, perseverance, finding unusual uh, an unusual rock. I love how you wrote this. And zapping. <laughs> so tell us about the zapping of the unusual rock on Mars from the Perseverance rover. Yeah, so I got a few little headlines for you this week. I just thought instead of doing one big topic, let me just go through a few updates on some things I've spoken about before. Yes, yeah, so Perseverance um, rover bumbling along as it does <laughs> on Mars, on the Mars, Mars. I can server. just imagine that now. It just bumbles along, yep. Yeah, it's a happy little thing in my mind. Anyway, <laughs> going along. <laughs> and um, Very <sorry>. scientific. That's <laughs> what I'm known for. Um, and um, so it, it's, um, while it, let me just say, while it's, you know, slowly making its way across the um, Martian surface. It's actually carrying the Ingenuity helicopter in its belly. Mm, and cool. I, I wanted to add as a side note before I mentioned the rock that, um, you know, it's the, the, the Ingenuity um, helicopter is slowly unpacking itself. So, you know, there was the shielding that's come off and, you know, and slowly it's going to unpack and then um, – the rover is going to just drop it onto the surface. It's going to go boom, <laughs> and wow. um, it'll be cool. you know it's going to drop it off to its landing site. But on the way, perseverance doesn't slack off. No, we're looking at rocks. So um, it's found a rock recently. It's really cool photo, full color, amazing photo. So wow. it's a, um, Kind of a bluish, grayish, holy rock. Holy in the sense it's got a lot of holes in it. <laughs> and, um, and um, yeah, so before we get to April 8th, which is um, the proposed date for the uh, Ingenuity helicopter having its first flight. Oh, wow. Um, it's come across a rock and it thought, you know, let's have a little bit of a zap. <laughs> so, um, and this was made known on the um, Perseverance Rover um, Twitter account. So, you know, it talks, you yes. know, tweets as if it's itself. And, you know, like the other missions, Curiosity likes to have a chat to us sometimes, you know. I love that. Yeah. 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 It's really good. So, yes, it's found this rock. It's about six inches or 15 centimeters long. And, you know, um, it's got the SuperCam instrument on there and it's given it a zap of about 18,000 18, degrees Fahrenheit and does this so it can release some vapours and then, you know, it's, it's analysed um, and by the other instruments on board. So, and, you know, I mentioned before the aim of this mission is to try and find some maybe uh, biosignatures or bi microbial life or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so it's found that, um, you know, it said 
you know, it's tweeted out, you know, spot the row of laser marks where I zapped to learn more. (laughs) And um, so they're going to try and find out what this rock is made of. So, you know, it's just happened very recently. So anything that comes out will probably come out very soon about this rock. That's um, pretty cool. And um, Perseverance actually carries a little slice of Martian meteorite that was, you know, brought back before. And Ah. um, so it has like a bit of a, a, you know, it's in its um, calibration target. So it has something to refer to. So if it is a Martian rock, they'll go, oh, yeah, this is the same signature of this kind of Martian Uh, rock. Gotcha. And Mm -hmm. um, it's it's held in its Sherlock um, and which is a scanning habitable environments with Roman luminescence for organic organics and chemicals instruments. So that's who, who, um, who comes up with these names? They're amazing. <laughs> I don't know, but it? they rearrange it really well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Cool. yeah, so a bit of Mars has been taken back to Mars. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it's it's done a bit of zapping and um nice. interesting. Another rock they've had a zap of a bit earlier on. Um, is one called Mars, spelled M-A with an accent A-Z. <laughs> it was, oh, it was analyzed. Right. Mars. 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 That was, that Mars. was named Mars. by an Australian. Yeah, Mars. that was named Mars. by Mars. Yeah, Mars. Yeah. <laughs> and they found this one was made from basalt, igneous, or volcanic rock, and it may have washed mm. down the river into the Jezero Lake um, mm. where um, the um, Perseverance rover landed and maybe they cemented together. So they're, they're getting information already with Zapping. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, can't wait to hear more about perseverance and um, ingenuity helicopter. Ingenuity, yeah. Is there a is there a rough timeline of when ingenuity uh, the helicopter will go for a bit of a flight? Do we know yet? So, yeah, they're hoping um, April eighth. Um, in the April 8th. like I mentioned before, that it's just doing all its unfolding and preparing. Mm. It's got to do it slowly. It's shown videos. Uh, videos and photos so they've been you can go and look up the stages you know at the moment it's little legs are sticking out and yeah. um, they'll go yeah. and find a, a good launch space yeah for it. Oh, so wow. it, it's, it's not going to be recovered by the rover my understanding it's it's just going to have its spot where it takes off from flies around and That's goes it. back to that spot and then does the same thing is that the yeah, idea so it's just testing called the I airfield mean, or something yes that's yeah. it and i mean i guess it depends on if they manage to get it to fly First of all, because yeah. you know there are conditions on Mars that can possibly damage the instruments. So you know yes. the freezing and everything—it's kind of an off-the-shelf thing. I've mentioned before. Uh, it's not like specially, you know, it's not that well protected, and mm-hmm. um, the Martian atmosphere is very thin. So it's, it's a little bit different to Earth, even though they have designed it so it could fly in that kind of an atmosphere. So. You know, probably it will succeed, and then I guess they they'll just be testing um, how to fly on Mars, or you know, getting telemetry back. Um, you know what they what they experience in in um, flying. Yes, I, I just want to see the um the scientists going. Give me the remote. No, yeah, it's my yeah, turn. It's my turn. That's gonna be I you know because there's a bit of a time delay between getting you know, sending instructions and getting the information back. So that'll be interesting to see how they go about that. And it's only a few days away because what are we, April 3rd? So Yeah, that's right. Not long to go. Yeah. So, yeah, really in the final stages of prep now. Yeah. I cannot wait to see aerial footage of flying over Mars. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Caroline, is this 
automated or do like you said is someone controlling it from from us from earth or that is, is it just going to be automatic good question i i expect they will be doing what they do with the other instruments which would be sending a list of commands and then waiting to hear back i think that's really the only way that they can do it um uh, unless they've got something pre-programmed and they just press the button and it, it happens i mean pre-programs yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good question oh so. wow can you imagine that to try to type in it's like i'm um, back in the uh, high school days yeah. what was it called um like what's it called c triple c double uh, c plus plus, c yeah. plus, plus. Oh, you know uh yeah. what's it called it's like coding Program yeah, coding. coding. You know, do, you, do you remember Logo Rider with the turtle? Oh, <laughs> yes. I can imagine. LT90, yeah. LT90, yeah. Okay, that, that would probably do the same. Hey, Caroline, they'll probably go uh, altitude at this kind of thing and have yeah. to be very precise if they have to move um, yeah. the helicopter up and down and make sure it turns the right way around. Yeah, no, they've yeah. got some wow. very intelligent, genius people working on this. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah, it's, I yeah, I can't wait to see the results. It looks, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome yeah. the flight. Yeah, I can just so imagine. So speaking, speaking of uh, intelligent, genius people and, and uh, trying to, to actually get to Mars, so um, SpaceX, we know it's a testing program, but uh, they had a, a little bit of a setback with, um, oh. with SN11. So, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah so tell <laughs> us about um, – and look, we're, we're not knocking them because we know that no, this is a testing program and they're collecting valuable data and they're going to make an amazing rocket um, – that's going to blow everyone's minds when it finally gets Literally, to orbit. Hope not. Yeah. yeah. No, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's blowing up already without anyone's help. So, uh, Caroline, <laughs> tell us side. about the um the Starship testing campaign and the latest uh, attempt with SN11. Yeah, so we watched SN11 this week. I'm just going to be cheeky here and say I'm kind of enjoying seeing the different ways and different types <laughs> of uh, explosions at a very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Mythbusters through. never got anywhere near this no. level of awesomeness. I don't yeah. think that budget can handle it, man. It's going to be like a so, million dollar run rocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elon so Musk is like, you, are, you blow up a concrete mixer? Look yeah. what I could do. Yeah. Look at me spending lots of millions and blowing up <laughs> a <laughs> cool looking rocket. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we had SN9 that took off land and exploded on landing, didn't it? And then yeah, SN8, SN8 exploded on landing. Oh, yeah. SN9 came down a bit sideways. Oh, yes, it came down yeah. sideways. <laughs> yeah. That's right. SN10 landed, landed was yeah. a little bit sideways, and then fell over and blew up, basically. Yeah. Did you see, did you see when it landed? Um, it bounced. There was a little bounce there. Oh, was there? I so, didn't know. Yeah, actually, the so the velocity okay. was – its landing velocity, although the oh landing looked God. good, its velocity was too fast. Yes. So and then, it's yeah. actually miraculous in a sense that it actually landed on the ground and, and didn't explode sooner, but um, it kind of landed. There was a tiny bounce. And then it kind of had that tilt to the it side. It had the tilt, it... and I thought, well, I'm going to keep watching because that's not good. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And then boom, yep. <laughs> and <laughs> SN11 <laughs> took off, was good. Did the it flew up, did the belly flop, bit of a horizontal flight, came back vertical, down, down, blow up. That's it, <laughs> and it blew up. It didn't oh, even get to make it. Okay. And I tell you, that's such a good debris field. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh wow, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, so I don't know if you've um, – so different uh, – so there are lots of fans and enthusiasts who have been allowed to set up their cameras within the, like, the danger zone. Oh, my um, god! Obviously, not, not wow. be there, but they no, set the them up automatically. So the cameras they've in been there. allowed to, yeah, like, set up yeah. and then move out. Like, at, yeah. like a SpaceX actually lets, lets them do this, yeah. that they have yeah. permission from Elon Musk to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, clearly, like, this launch, it was completely foggy, so – 
The yeah. only footage of the actual flight you could see was uh, firstly the engines firing up in the fog, yeah. and then SpaceX's cameras um, when it they was above good, the fog. Huh? Great yeah. views. So seeing inside the engines and the flaps. But once we got to the last moment, SpaceX's yeah. camera obviously cut out, so cut we didn't out. see the you oh, couldn't see the no. explosion. Um, and then from the point of view of the fans' cameras, all you could see was debris flying That's everywhere. Right. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. And um, SpaceX yeah. were saying, um, and another exciting flight. Yes, that's what <laughs> he did. He was yeah, half that's giggling right. when he was another saying, exciting another test, exciting yeah. flight. But, of course, we get, you know, it's the successful. They tell you what was successful about it, and then they tell you we can't wait to get the information back from this for the next flight. Um, but the, my favourite I mean, I shouldn't say maybe favorite, but a, a good view was one that I watched was um, they had um, so they had a time lapse. So they the rocket took off, and then they slowed it down um, just before it blew up in the sky. And there was a tree nearby, and when it blew up, it just went, it just blew the tree. It was just a, you could see oh, the leaves goodness. all blowing one way, and then debris raining down um, from the sky and then they showed they just panned out and saw it showed the debris field that was oh my gosh so you know i know these are serious test flights but you know entertaining at the same time entertaining <laughs> yeah correct we get we get so, a bit of fun um yeah. there's a twitter account um i think it's twitter rgv aerial photography and it's a guy who flies in his plane over the um over Boca Chica, over the, the uh, they call yeah. it the Starbase now. That's their yeah. Oh, hope yeah. So he, yeah. Yeah, he's allowed to obviously, yeah, otherwise he'd be in big trouble. So he does frequent fly flights over the, the Boca Chica Starbase as it as it's called, and he takes photos, like really high quality photos. Well, obviously when when the airspace is open, not not any other time. He's he's smart about it. So he did take photos after the fog had cleared and yeah, it's um, it was oh, a bit messy. There's a bit of debris everywhere. Bit of debris, yeah. Um, clean up crew, clean up crew. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know that Elon Musk has had has been butting heads with the FAA there. No, they must have been having heart attacks after this one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, what if it explodes in the air and it did? And I was like, yeah. what happens if everything Must've... just goes everywhere? Yeah, oh. that's exactly how what happens. Does, how far does it yeah. spread out? How? Yeah. Yeah, but, should, but this is controlled. They could have controlled. Yeah. Yeah, th this is steps along the journey because, like I said, once you see a starship attached to a super heavy booster, um, first of all, the size is going to be incomprehensible, and then if that thing gets to orbit uh, and we see it, it's it's going to be it's like it's going to be like watching a Star Trek or a Star Wars episode. Uh, to be honest, it's already unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. with the booster, they've done the the Falcon will do that, will it? Would it? Where they put the, fal the the ship on top of the Falcon as a booster. Oh, so and there's, go. Yeah, they've yes. got the booster and then the ship on top, isn't it? Yeah, so, so, so yeah. the booster's all good to go. Is that, or well, are we still testing that out as everything's well? Everything's being sure tested. No, Although the think... booster is different. It's not a yeah. Falcon booster. It's, no, a, oh, okay. um, it's a whole Raptor? new one. Which one? Uh, so the Raptor is the engine that they that's use, the but the booster, the, yes. gotcha. that, that's, that's gotcha. the engine. The, the booster's just been called BN1. Yet, have they? No, so no. BN1 has been constructed, but it's not going to fly. It's just going to be for testing. So yeah. they're going to, yeah, they're going to move it out. They've got an orbital launch pad that's, oh, I think there it's almost go. ready to I go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, go, Lino. Yeah, that's what I was asking, because uh, we're doing the, um, this, the ship. Then we were talking about the booster. So where have we definitely yeah. tasted the booster to make sure that does explode as well? <laughs> does uh, it well, you don't want a double bang. They do. Yeah, yeah. true. It may true. do a double bang. Um, 
if the booster exploded, just imagine something twice or three times as. Yeah, as, it wouldn't be you know, a good thing at all. Would be bad. It, yeah, you wouldn't want that thing to. That to would explode. have to have a ton of not a ton of fuel, literally, but a lot of fuel. In yeah, it. you would have to. Um, you'd have to think of um of a Saturn V exploding on the pad or something. That's oh, how serious it would be. We wouldn't want to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, so the booster, um, yeah, is, is, I forgot how big it is, but it, once uh, a Starship is stacked on it, I think it will be taller than a Saturn V. Yeah. Um, and what, what they've got planned is that when the booster comes in to land, like the Falcon rockets do, it won't land on the ground. The tower is actually going to catch it with these two arms oh that come around. and. Oh, my yeah. goodness me. So wow. It is sci-fi oh, to the max. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and then, wow. And then they... they I think Elon Musk was saying he wanted to have them like regular flights, so he'd have a few of them, yeah. just one, and then they'd be coming and going from the moon first, I think, and then Mars. I think yep. that was his idea. So yeah. Oh, wow. Just like, yeah. you know, you'd catch a plane to another country, you'd just catch a starship yeah. off to Mars and then come back on, you know, the same one. I can imagine you guys Terminal, see the, hey, Tris yeah. is Terminal 1, go to Mars. Terminal yeah, that's yeah, right. Terminal 1 to the 2 yeah, to the moon. moon. Yeah. To the moon. To the moon. Terminal to 1, 2 to the moon. But it seriously, because they, um, did you see that he bought, so far he's purchased two oil rigs as well. They're going to be converted into oh, pl- yes. launch platforms. That's yeah. right. Cool. So cool, Deimos cool, and cool, Phobos, cool. they're called the named yeah. after the moons of Mars. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think he's envisioning even a worldwide transport system yeah. where you could, where within the space of an hour, or less, you could go from one continent to another as well. So that would be he's got, oh, wow. he's got so big plans. much better way to get to Malta than doing it the way we do. <laughs> yeah. would I would take a starship that? to Malta. I would. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't think Can there's anywhere that? on Malta to, to actually land a starship. Would definitely have no, to be out at sea. An oil rig off the coast. An oil rig, yeah. Have to be <laughs> a, a sea, a sea say, platform, just, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. put a sea platform, yeah, right there near Malta. Yeah. You'll be fine. That'd be much better way than spending twenty whatever hours it is in flight. Oh, flights. From Australia up to Europe. Exactly right. Anyway, I've got one more little topic for you. Go for it, go for it. So I've spoken about the Mars InSight um, mission before. So it's a little weather station that's sitting on Mars. It doesn't rove around. It kind of just sits there. And yep. um, it's got weather, weather sensors and a seismometer on it. So recently it's just detected two sizable Mars quakes. So one was 3.3 and the other was 3.1 magnitude um, happening on March 7th and March 18th. And this is pretty exciting because in this same region, there was a 3.6 and 3.5 magnitude earthquake Ah. measured um, a while ago. And um, it's originated in a region called Cerberus Fosse. And um, so they've been studying this area to see if it's actually seismically active and this just ah. adds to the evidence that it's probably a seismically active area well wow. um, yeah so it's just further information to understand the mantle and core of mars is really studying the planet at depth so um, i just thought that was an interesting follow-up for the insight mission it's still there the weather the weather data is looking good on the website i think last time some of the graphs had no information on there but now there's it's all up there it's pretty cool so go check out the mars insight um mission on the nasa website so look up the mission there and through nasa and um go check out mars <laughs> go check wow. out the, the temperature and everything yeah 
Can I just say, Caroline, I, I just love how in your spare time you go and read maps <laughs> about the weather on Mars to see yeah, what the temperature's like. Yeah. Do you mean you guys don't? Yeah. If you're going to be going uh, there one day, don't you want to know what to know what the weather uh, is? I want to know if I need sunscreen or something. You know, I mean, you just will a space need suit a lot of sunscreen. Yeah. I think yeah. you need your space suit. <laughs> space yeah. suit, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. sunnies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, Yes. I've got mm. this idea to make a ton of money once it's all started. So don't tell anyone. I know I'm podcasting out to the world here, but <laughs> I was thinking that um, I'm going to purchase a bit of land on Mars, like get oh, the, yeah. one of the first ones to get in. And I'm going to open like a restaurant cafe kind of place. Oh. I'm going to call it the Mars Bar. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. You're welcome, everyone. Happy oh. Easter. You're welcome. Oh, wow. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, no is, comment. Is, I can't even say know, anything to that. Oh, oh, you talked to the other, what was the last podcast I said, Lindsay? What's that? Oh, uh, last podcast was totally Interstellar. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking right. about the yeah. movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Interstellar. Lindsay, yeah. let you me just ask one. you, tell you, though, that the food there better be out of this world. This world. Oh, no. Oh, no. Caroline. Oh, Sorry. no. Oh, wow. Well. I applaud yeah. that one. Thank you. I like yeah. that one. You're yeah. welcome. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing to respond. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Carlene, they surely you've got one. <laughs> no, I, I'll, I've, I've got one for later on. Okay. We'll, we'll, Sorry, we'll wait, Lino. That's okay. Up. We'll just wait for a joke. To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Um, so the last thing we wanted to quickly uh, mention today, without uh, and in case you haven't heard it, we don't want to spoil too much, but um, the um, at, at time of recording, at least anyway, the most uh, recent episode of Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World featured the three of us. We were, we were part of that show, just... um lending out our voices to some of that. And we were talking about, I think we're allowed to say um, some mysterious Australian cryptids. We're allowed to mention it that way, aren't we? It was, um, yeah. And so I think we, we learned a lot. We, we enjoyed contributing. And, um, and Jimmy, I think, gave the topic a fair, a fair appraisal, don't you think? A fair analysis? Oh, it was very thoroughly researched, as always. And I learned yeah. things that I didn't even know about the topic. Mm. So amazing. Yeah. So we encourage everyone to listen to the episode, I think it's, uh, is it just called Drop Bears? I think, is that, is that right? Yeah. Here's some Australian Drop Bear. Killer right. koalas, question mark? Yes, all right. So, uh, so please. Definitely to check out. So check it Not out. just because we we're on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe collaboration. just because we're on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it. Was a, yeah, it was a fun collaboration. And, and thank you, yep. thank thank you thank to you Jimmy and Dom for thinking of us and for giving us a go. It was a, a lot of fun. Um, should we should we do our behind the scenes complaint and talk about how many times we had to do our recordings before we got it right? Or <laughs> giving away the secret? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yes, but we <probably> not. <laughs> so I was, I was looking at Jimmy's script and I thought, yeah, I can read this. No worries. So I'm reading this paragraph and then suddenly, like, I, like I don't know. I'd just be like, oh, I make a mistake. I, I don't know how. Um, yeah, I don't know how they managed to get through a show without fumbling yes. and bumbling all the time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I yeah. kept tripping over words and going, ah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> tripping yeah. over. Oh, I didn't like the intonation on that one. Really yes, yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It was super yes. fun though. Then I ended up knowing it off by heart by the end. I read it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> I love. Um, I love the. What was the scientific name for? Um, did you do you remember what it was? Uh, the, oh, yes, the Latin uh, name for. So it was something something plumatus. Yeah, yeah such plumatus. a great name. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that yeah. I was. Yeah, so I had to read. I think I had to read that part. I was trying not to yes. laugh so hard at yeah. that. That name it was so yeah. good. Yeah, great. It was so, great. Yeah, a lot of fun. I was very happy to share that. Um, to share that episode with everyone, and um, we'll try to make sure we put a link in the in the show notes in case you are uh, you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So I think I think that's it for today, guys. Yeah. Unless there's anything else we wanted to talk about. Yes, that, We've... Just a quick thing. Let's wrap yep. up with say how we're going to spend Easter tomorrow quickly. Yes. All right. Well, Lino, uh, Caroline and I are going to have the same Easter mostly. So, Lino, what are you yeah. doing, first of all? Oh, <laughs> uh, so we're traveling to the west. So there's sunshine. And then we yep. come back to the east, southeast to, to my um, brother's place here, which is which they are about five minutes away from us. So <laughs> it's not too bad. Nice. So we go to the sunshine in the morning and then um, come back to the southeast in the nighttime. So if we have a bit of too many frigolis and too many drinks <laughs> uh, and all that stuff, well, I can always crawl myself back home here and it'll take about 10 minutes, 10 minutes to walk, walk across. So it's okay. <laughs> that good. works really but, well, um, yeah. But um, yeah, like. Um, I'd like to say a happy Easter, everyone, and take care. And um, this year it has been very special for us. Uh, last year, I I can't look, wow, I can't believe it's been a year. Even I, I was looking at my phone, and like, you know, our iPhones guys would tell us it happened this year, yeah. a year ago. This yes. this happened here. Yes. And last last time, um, last was it Easter Saturday, um, Antonio was just doing all the music. Mm. And he was seeing it as there was no one except the choir. Streaming, and, yeah. Know, so, Live streaming, yeah. I can't believe it's going past so so fast. And, um, you know, it's great to come back to our community and to the church and, and meeting everyone and going through all the registrations and the QR codes. That's something else. That's <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not going to go through that. It has to be, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but um, it was good to just come back together again and come back yeah. to the church. So it was great. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. As our as our good friend Archbishop Peter Comensoli had said recently, we are we're coming out of exile again, and mm-hmm. it's, a, oh, that, it's exactly, important. yeah, exactly. And, and these are these are the fruits of it is that we get our communities back, we get our we get to. So I remember last year, um, Caroline, you and I, and we'll talk about what we're doing tomorrow in a moment. But yeah. we spent. Remember, we had Easter online. We had a Skype, and everyone cooked yes. their own meals, and we put our yes. you know, our cool. dining tables in front of the in front of the you know cameras, so we could all kind of eat together. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. But now, now we get to spend, you know, Easter physically together. That's so, uh, right. So yeah. Nice. So, so Caroline, apart from getting fat on some lovely Maltese for goalie, what else? <laughs> what else? Are we, what are you doing? First of all. Well, I am starting with the goalie decorating today. Actually, <laughs> Ooh, and, nice. Um, so yeah. it's the traditional um, Maltese Easter sweet that we make every year. I didn't make it last year because it is full of sugar and butter and I just couldn't make a small All enough amount. <laughs> yeah, mm. so this year I'm making mm. it for everyone. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll be spending it with you, I guess, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of our family. family. Together. Yep. <laughs> yes. Making, um, making lots of Maltese noise, yep. That's right. <laughs> Mum wants to uh, make a lunch for us and then we'll all get together now siblings and parents and little our children so we have a little family gathering and at mum's and I assume we'll come to my place and eat as much figoli as we can <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah that's right with yep. a cup of tea oh I'm gonna do it are you doing an easter egg hunt we're gonna do one for the boys let's do one why yeah. not yeah um although so we um so after all that happens and and I'm um, passing out from a food coma, uh, we're then going to go to Isabel's parents' house. Um, yes. So yeah, so my wife, for those who don't know, uh, we're going to go to the in-laws and celebrate an Easter dinner there. 
Yeah. So probably and they're expecting than... Figoli too. So um, yeah, so we'll don't take let the me forget to give them yes. to you to take yeah. over. We'll, we'll be the we'll be the Figoli ambassadors and yes. we'll bring over yeah, the, or the courier. Yeah, merging the the Maltese and the Mauritian families together that way. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. Peace um, offering, peace offering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like yeah, something My like yearly that. Yeah. offering it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's an Easter egg. So um, Jennifer, my sister-in-law, um, she'll, so she'll definitely be organizing an Easter oh, egg yes. hunt for the for the children there. So yeah. lots awesome. of Easter eggs for the so the kids will be full of chocolate tomorrow. There's, yeah, we're gonna. Oh, let me tell gonna, you, yeah, they're eating I, carrot sticks for the worst of the week yeah. after this. <laughs> and you know, um, I don't mean to drag the episode episode on longer, oh, but cool, like yeah. I mm-hmm. I got some Easter eggs from work, so they. I went into the office for the first time on Thursday and there was a nice yeah. bag of Easter eggs sitting on my desk. I thought, oh, that's nice. I'll share that out for the kids. Then they had a raffle and I won another one, same size. Oh, <laughs> nice. So I went oh, home wow. I was like, oh, yes, I'll give them, you know, a bag each. When I got home, they're like, we had an Easter egg hunt and they both oh, had no. bags of Easter oh, eggs. Oh, my each. God, overload. And wow. I'm, I already bought Easter eggs to give them and to do an Easter egg hunt. So it's like, I don't think we need to worry about it. So you don't have to go chocolate. buy any more chocolate. You're covered. Yeah. No, that's it. And yeah, literally. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we're gonna have. I think we still have a few from last year. So I think this is gonna happen again. We are just oh, overloaded. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. well, it's not really a big problem to have too much chocolate because you can never have enough. So that is I think true. that's okay. True. Yeah. It is. That's it. it is. That's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so that's what we're doing for Easter. And I hope that all of you, well, by the time you listen, your Easter celebrations would be over, but I, I hope your um, celebrations went well. But remember that we're also in the Easter season as well. So Easter isn't over on, on a day. We, we carry Easter in our hearts and we have the traditional greeting of, of he is risen. He is risen indeed. And let's remember that. Uh, what does it come back to? It comes back to Christ is risen. We celebrate that. Um, and we head on our journey towards Christmas now as we anticipate Christ uh, in, in our hearts even more and more. So uh, before we go, we would love to take a moment to thank all of our patrons and wish them a happy Easter this time as well. Uh, they make it possible for us to create the Catholics of Oz and to continue to produce this show. So today, it is our pleasure to thank Emily W., Joe K., Guy N., Paula K., and Keith M. Through their generous donations at sqpn.com give, they make it possible for the Catholics of Oz and all of the other shows on StarQuest to continue, including Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World, which we were a guest on. Just to throw, throw that in there. You can uh, join them by visiting sqpn.com give. And now is a great time to become a StarQuest patron. Thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter, when you start a new patron monthly pledge at sqpn.com give, the first three months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor. So if you become a new patron at $10 per month, for example, after three months, our donor will give $30 to StarQuest to support all of our shows, including this one, making your gift go even further. So if you've been thinking about becoming a StarQuest patron, now would be a great time. So visit sqpn.com slash give today. We'd love to know your thoughts about today's show. It was a, a nice, simple Easter episode. But how did you celebrate Easter with your loved ones? And what did you pick up from the Easter Triduum? What have you learned this year from listening to the, the Gospels on Palm Sunday and on, and on Good Friday or anything else? What, what have you picked up? We would love to know and for you to share your spirituality with us. It's, a, big, it's a, a very important thing for us on this show. So you can send us feedback by visiting sqpn.com slash oz, and you can find any show notes or links from the show there as well. We are, also, don't forget that all of our shows are posted on the sqpn.com Facebook page at facebook.com slash starquestmedia. And also, we have our own Facebook page, and we'd love for you to come and join us and, and share in the conversation there at facebook.com slash catholicsofoz.com. 
spelt OZ. So join us in discussing our latest episodes there. We can also be reached by email at catholicsofoz at sqpn.com. Caroline, happy Easter, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Happy Easter to you and to all our listeners, and thank you very much. Oh, so there's an awkward pause there. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I thought you had more to say. I have to, you know what? The kids are over here and I'm just listening out to see if they're going to barge in the door. She's but, uh, yes, she's, I, happy, yes. happy Easter to you both and um, to all our listeners. So, um, yes, see you next podcast. Yeah, uh, just for all of our listeners, Caroline, I can see her. She has one ear on the on the um, on her listening to the podcast, and she's got one on her kids. And, <laughs> I, I, and I'm covering about to the, break the door down. <laughs> I'm covering the microphone because I don't know if you can hear all, all this shouting. Yes, we'll call it the behind Easter the joy. scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is a long goodbye. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's all right. And of course, Lido, happy Easter to you and to your loved ones as well. And thanks for being on the show today. Happy Easter, everyone you to you, Lindsay, and to uh, Caroline and all your extended family and everyone. This episode is, it, it totally rocks. Oh, oh right. yes. There it is. Got there it. it is. Round Excellent. of applause for Lino. I'm going to clap into well my Well done. Yes, well done. <laughs> I don't know done. what that sounds like, but yeah. yeah. Well That's done. like Mars zapping. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lino, I hand the, the bad jokes mantle back to you, my friend. Yes, oh, you got I, it. I will crown oh, you no. with it and let you keep it for a bit longer. Love that. Well, for as long as possible. Fantastic. (laughs) And once again, I'm Lindsay Sands, wishing you all on behalf of uh, the StarQuest Network and, of course, the Catholics of Oz a very, very happy and holy Easter. And we do wish that, uh, we do hope, I should say, that you and your loved ones, wherever you are, do enjoy Easter and the celebration of Easter. And we pray that the risen Christ will be in your hearts and inspire you to be foot washers as we go from this Easter to the next one. So So God's blessings on all of you. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to The Catholics of Oz on StarQuest.